the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Darkness. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420. The answer is your host, Bob France. Alrighty, hour number two underway now, seven minutes past ten o'clock on this free for all Friday, the fifteenth morning of the ninth month in the year of our Lord twenty twenty-three. Thanks again to Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Great stuff there. We're gonna talk more coming up in uh, about a half an hour. We're gonna talk about the um Issue one, uh, which is the, the constitutional amendment to end parents' rights in the state of Ohio when it comes to their kids making life-altering and, indeed, life-taking decisions. You know the story by now. I want to welcome now to the program, though, uh, Will Witt. Will Witt is also known, according to his Twitter profile, as Will Not Comply With, which I think is very witty. That's awesome. He's the editor-in-chief of the left sta- the uh, Florida Standard. He's a best-selling author. He is an international speaker. You may have seen a video or two of his on Prager University, and his new book is Do Not Comply, hence the new Twitter handle. Will Witt, thank you for joining us here in Cleveland. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I love how you used your first name in there. That's just a great play on words. Will not comply. It ties in perfectly with the title, and it's. Uh, I think it's a feeling all of us share, Will. Yeah, i got to thank my mom for the, the great name, for making it so I could have great marketing when I got older. Who would have <laughs> known? But it, it's funny that a lot of people, when I was talking about the original title, Do Not Comply, the book about a year ago, all sorts of people questioned it and said, well, is that still going to be relevant? Are people still going to be talking about it? And very much so. It's probably actually more relevant than ever. Do not comply. No question about it. Do not comply with a subtitle in the O of do, taking power back from America's corrupt elite. We're going to talk about who America's corrupt elite is in a moment. But since you brought it up, how long did it take you to write this book? When did this start? Uh, It started about a year ago, but I really wrote the book in just about a three-month period. So a lot of it was just planning ideas and, and figuring out exactly what I wanted to do. For me, I've been in this political world for about eight years now, and this book to me feels like a culmination of everything I've learned, everything I want to share with people, and really what I think is kind of the antidote to the place that we are at in America right now. I see so many things going wrong, but I see such a, a chance for heroes to emerge in this in this space with the right knowledge and, and, and godly love, and I think if we can do that, then we can really change this country. Will Witt is on Twitter at the Will Witt, the Will Witt, uh, and you said you've been in the political world for eight years. What brought you in? I was in college, and I was a leftist atheist my entire life. And then I remember going into my sociology class, and I went to a, a fairly diverse high school, you could say, and I was still a leftist atheist then. But in my college in, in Colorado, my TA in the class, my teacher, she pointed at a black girl next to me. This was in sociology. And she said, you are oppressing this girl because of the color of your skin. And to me, that didn't seem to make any sense. Me and this girl looked at each other like this is very awkward and weird. 
and neither of us felt like she was being oppressed or I was an oppressor, but that's how these people at these universities work. And so I started to question a lot, started to research a lot, and eventually found out about Turning Point USA, PragerU, and, and worked for PragerU in L.A., long story short, for the, the last six years in, in Los Angeles. So um, go back to that again. Um, you don't have to say what school, but it's in Florida. I assume you're from Florida? No, no, this was University of Colorado. So oh, this is University of Colorado. Colorado. Oh, sorry, uh-huh. sorry. Okay, well, that's that's a different state altogether, a different type of state in, in, in yeah. as well. Um, but but Florida, the reason I brought it up and I thought it was connected to Florida is because, um, you know, what what's going on there, um, Governor DeSantis has taken the lead, I think, probably over any and every other governor with respect to fighting back against what you experienced in that moment. The, the telling of little white kids that they're oppressing little black kids and telling little black kids that they will never get a fair shake because of those white kids, that's the nature of Mark. Marxist critical theory, and in this case, critical race theory, he is wiping that out. And I wonder how much that has shaped what you are and what you've become. Oh, very much so. I mean, there was just came out today in in Florida news that Florida public universities moved to get rid of reports such as race and sex and student enrollment. That is a huge deal. There are things being done in the state of Florida that are being done nowhere else in the nation. Governor Ron DeSantis, I think, has done a great job. Uh, Part of the reason why I moved out to Florida was because of his leadership and and what he's done. Uh, I think that, like, if you look at the legislative session that just happened this spring, I mean, getting rid of trans surgeries for minors, a heartbeat bill for abortion, concealed carry in the state, all sorts of very conservative agenda items that the Florida legislature hit this last session that shows that Florida is here to stay as a red state. We're no longer contested. The Democrats and Republicans are both taking out a not spending nearly as much money in this state because they know that it's pretty heartedly red now. Yeah, that's uh, that's very well said, and uh, he has taken that lead. Like I said, seeing that you are the editor of the Florida Standard, I kind of thought you were there the whole time. What's the Florida Standard? Is that something you started? Yes, the Florida Standard is a news outlet here in Florida. If you were to come to Florida as a conservative and see the biggest news stations here, the biggest newspapers, you would have the Tampa Bay Times, you would have the Orlando Sentinel, Miami Herald. These are leftist institutions. I mean, you look at the things that they're reporting. They're no friends of the governor. They're no friends of conservatism. They're no friends of of God and the church. And so I came in and said, listen, this is a conservative state now. This is a red state. Why doesn't the news in this state reflect what people are really thinking? And so that's why I started the Florida Standard, moved out of L.A., uh, left PragerU to get out on my own and start this news outlet here in Tampa. We're talking to Will Witt. His book is Do Not Comply, Taking Power Back from America's Corrupt Elite. Let's talk about that. How do you define and how? where will we find America's corrupt elite? Are we talking about the D.C. swamp, or is it corporate America, or is it some combination thereof? Yeah, I mean, it's a complete combination of all of these things. You can tell who the elites are if they have an agenda of turning you into a slave. And that is what all of these people want to do. We don't live in a a democracy that our our founding fathers envisioned for us. We live in an oligarchy now where we don't even know the slavery that, that we are under, right? That's what makes it so scary. It's like a brave new world where we believe we are free because we have all this easy life and, and comforts that we've never had throughout human history, but really we are kind of this new high-tech surf class to these, these corporate and government overlords, the teachers' unions, uh, big pharma, big media, um, the America's financial institutions, the lobbying machine in, in D.C., the revolving door with the military-industrial complex, the senators and, and congressmen. I mean, it really is all of these people who 
at their core really don't care about you as a person. They don't care about your humanity and they don't care about you flourishing as an individual. They want you to be a part of some group. And, And this book saying do not comply is about more than just not complying with COVID mandates. It's about not complying with any of these people who want to turn you into a slave. Yeah, and um, I'm glad you brought up COVID because, of course, that's the first thing people think. As a matter of fact, my um, my Facebook cover page right now, the background photo is is just a great big uh, do not comply. Or, I'm sorry, we will not comply. Beg your pardon. We will not comply. Uh, and so we just think about that because, you know, the FDA just rolled out new poison darts. Uh, they're going to yep. – there's already a start to um, new mask mandates, and Lord only knows where it's going to go this time. So we think about we will not comply. We demand our uh, medical freedom to make up our own decisions about what goes into our body and we're not going to be pressured or forced to do this but that's exactly what they did and for people will who might look at your language or hear you talking about slavery and saying that's a little bit extreme that's a little melodramatic it's not really if you don't have the freedom to make up your own decisions to say the things that you want to say uh and and to work without being uh you know canceled for having having a viewpoint then that's different than somebody else's it, it is a form of slavery well, yeah. I mean, if you have the hubris of this new New Mexico governor who came and said, we're going to make uh, an emergency declaration to get rid of your Second Amendment rights, basically, in the state of New Mexico, that is becoming a slave. If the government has the right to take away any of your rights, what, where is the moral line to say they can't take away everything? If the government can tax you 5%, where is the line that says they can't tax you 10%? 20%, 50%, 100%. There is no moral line. If you give away any of your freedom at all, then you are essentially becoming a slave to somebody else. That is how this works, unfortunately. And yes, it is somewhat harsh, but I, I want people to look at the place that we are in as Americans, the way our lives are. I mean, we have, for people my age, I'm 27, we have the most anxious, depressed, and lonely generation ever. They're not buying homes. They're not getting married. They're not having jobs that are fulfilling for them. They're moving to some big urban city and working some some email marketing job. There's no heroism or courage or bravery within these people. And so even though we have air-conditioned houses and we can access political ideas anytime we want, that does not mean that you are free. You are not free if if your main concern is being a part of some some group or being controlled by some elitist who wants you to do their bidding. And so I urge everyone with not complying is to not comply with these people who want to take away your freedom and your inalienable rights given to you by God. That's the most important thing. These rights are given to you by God. God wants Americans to be free. It's about time we all start to realize that. We're talking to Will Witt. He is a media uh, a personality, a journalist, uh, an online influencer, he, and he is an author. His book is Do Not Comply, Taking Power Back from America's Corrupt Elite. Um, you said you grew up as a as an atheist, and now you're talking about all of these rights and power given to us by God. When were your eyes opened? So I got baptized about two and a half years ago in Hermosa Beach, California, in the ocean, which is like old Pastor Jack Hibbs, if any of you guys are familiar, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. He refused to, to close his doors during COVID. He's truly a remarkable, amazing man. And it started during COVID when I actually decided, you know, I don't know what I think about all this, but I want to read the Bible. So I ordered the Bible, and I read the four Gospels, and I said, well, if this is really true, what is in these works, then I have to make a choice right here and now. I can either believe that it's lies, I can ignore it, 
or I can believe that is the truth. And I believe that it was true, everything that was within those pages. And if those pages are true, then you only have one choice, and that is to give your life to Jesus Christ. And so that's what I did. And also in, in the book, Do Not Comply, my longest chapter in the book is called God Save America. And it talks about all where my own personal journey through this and things that I've never shared in, in person with, with the world about why I was such a strong atheist before and, and why I'm now a very staunch Christian and and how we can use God and how God will be the one to save this country. Well, you used, uh, that's a great story, by the way, and, and, and an amazing one, and I hope it's inspirational to other people uh, who may or may not necessarily have faith yet um, that it can be found. Um, you used the, the New Mexico governor as an example of one of the ruling elites attempting to enslave us. Do you take solace in the fact, or, or, or do you find hope in the fact that she was roundly condemned by everybody, including the left, including the ACLU, left-wing judges. You know, people uh, from all over the political spectrum said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, even those on the left who are gun control freaks who uh, want to limit the Second Amendment rights, they said, that's too far. You literally just, you know, tr- you know st- stomped all over the Constitution. Do we take any hope in that? I think you can take a little bit of hope, but, you know, don't don't totally quote me on this, but I'm sure that the the first people who ever said that climate change was going to destroy the world and, and uh, that this trans movement is the most important thing in the world were probably laughed at a little bit at the beginning. But as soon as these things start to take a foothold, you're going to see more and more of things like this. So it's easy for us to be complacent and kind of say, oh, well, this lady is ridiculous and, and I can't believe she would say this. And all these people come out and condemn her. But the left they, they push over and over and over again and will not stop with just one person. They will continue to push things like this until you have all of your rights taken away because this is exactly what they want. They want complete dominion over your life as an American. It's not about hypocrisy or, or facts or any of these. It's about power. However, they can use power to, to make you that slave that we talked about is exactly what they're going to do. So although we had people call her out now and say, you know, this is ridiculous – it worries me that we even have politicians in this country with the, the, the hubris to even say that. Will Witt is our guest. Will, let's uh, wrap our conversation by going back to the start of our conversation, and you were telling me about what made you leave the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, this things are still the same at the University of Colorado Boulder, and I know that because it's an American university, and it is the pretty much yeah. the same at all of them, maybe with the exception of Hillsdale, uh, Grove City, and a, and a very select handful of other colleges that are truly uh, uh, opposed to and fighting back and pushing back against indoctrination and actually embracing the concepts of education. Um, I find no hope here. I find no hope for... Uh, you know, I don't know, tamping down the uh, overarching authority of the university elites. They seem to have us under their thumb. Uh, still too many Americans think that their kids have to go to college if they have a chance in this world. And so they're putting them in these places, and then they don't recognize them when they come out. They have no earthly idea who they are because that's not the kid that they raised. Give me some reason, how do we say we will not comply, or in the title of your book, do not comply, when it comes to the power that the universities have? Well, I think that businesses, first of all, need to stop giving these universities so much power. I think they need to stop saying that you can't work here unless you have a a degree from some university where you went for four years and basically got an addiction to alcohol and engaged in every single vice imaginable and learned how to be a communist. The fact that we have so many businesses who are coming and saying, well, you have to have a degree to do these kind of things is is very reminiscent to a 
de Tocqueville, if you know Democracy in America, where he talked about soft despotism. Soft despotism is essentially the idea that our world in America gets so crowded with bureaucracy that the people no longer recognize essentially how they're really supposed to live, how they're really supposed to be free. That's with this, this licensing, that's with HR departments, that's with college degrees. We need businesses and organizations to start coming and saying, no, that's not the case. And then we need young people and parents to start saying there are alternatives to university and telling people that they shouldn't go to university. I would never, I would never send my, my kid to university. I dropped out of school, and I think it's a lousy idea to go to one of these places where you pay $100,000 to get indoctrinated and become a immoral slave to, to the daycare that you sent to. So I'm very much against it, and I think that we need to be stronger to our children when we're talking to them, as well as the businesses need to be, I guess, more lenient, you could say, on who they accept. You can learn things on the job. You can learn things from mentors. You don't need some college degree that teaches you nothing to get a job. There, there are, and you were right on, I think, at the very beginning when you talked about businesses being at the center of this, because so many businesses, corporations, and employers require degrees for certain things. And, and I know this for a fact. My, my wife in her, her field of work, um, you know, these are all degreed positions. And the funny part about it is, it doesn't have to be in that field. Just if you have a degree, you can have a degree in general studies from America U, and uh, fine, as long as you've got a degree, you know, with those, uh, with that after your name, you can get this job. And so there's a lot of parents who, and a lot of kids who feel like if I want to get a job that doesn't have me turning a wrench or doesn't have me knee deep in sludge and doing blue collar work, I have to get that degree. And so away we go, and the and the cycle begins. Yeah, unfortunately, but, you know, a lot of things that I know from my generation, or maybe the older generation doesn't get, but is actually very important, is that these universities have become not just indoctrination centers, not just waste of money, they are places where young people can go and engage in this brave new world that I was talking about. It is every vice, every immorality that you would like is at these universities. They are Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, they're, they're very unchristian like places, and, and this is why young people, a lot of them, want to go to these places. They want to go to the parties, they want to drink, they want to do drugs, they want to engage in all sorts of sexual activity, and because that's fun. That's what they deem as the most important thing in their lives. But if these young people today lack a complete uh, misunderstanding of meaning and purpose, then they're going to view these things as incredibly important. The fact that they can shotgun a beer faster than someone else is more important to them than living a godly life. Well, that's, and that's why this, really sad. Yeah, that's why this idea of free college for all and forgiving student loans is so just uh, unbelievable. Because if you if you literally make college free for everybody, every eighteen year old graduate of high school is going to go to college and play beer pong for two years or so before they drop out, uh, because it's not going to cost them anything, and they're just going to engage in all of these things, like you said, that delay the start of responsible contributions to society by becoming employed and starting a family and so forth. So it really is. Uh, it's it's as bad as you describe it. Sodom and Gomorrah is not an overstatement. In my view. Will Witt is the author of Do Not Comply, Taking Power Back from America's Corrupt Elite. It looks like a phenomenal read. You know you have seen Will and heard his quick wit. Again, sorry for the play on words. On uh, on uh, uh, PragerU videos and more. You should check those out and follow Will on Twitter at the Will Witt. The Will Witt. Will, thanks so much for coming on. Congratulations on the book. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. God bless you, man. God bless you, too. Thank you, Will. That's Will Witt. Uh, well, it's 1026. We're going to take a time out. We're going to come back. 
We're going to talk with Mehek Cook from uh, PWO, Protecting Women Ohio. And we're and uh, uh, I think Senator Christopher Christian Virtue as well uh, is, is who she's with. But at any rate, she is going to explain to us the extraordinary importance of voting against Issue 1 on November 7th. Issue 1 is devastating, and it will be devastating to the state of Ohio and you personally. And we'll talk about why next. On- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.